son has attempted to dance away racism. More on that to come. Uh, <laughs> checking. Checking. Yeah, nope, hasn't worked. <laughs> I didn't know she had a 14-year-old. She does. That that young man was 14? Mm-hmm. He doesn't look a great deal like her. No, he does not. Um, But uh, anyway, more on that to come, if indeed more on that is warranted. Uh, <laughs> Also, the whole boys in who identify as girls whoop, oh. whooping the heck out of girls in high school track. I want to hear that story. That may have been laid to rest, at least temporarily. I want to hear Thank that. Thank goodness. Just, I was hoping that the 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 great the next Great Depression that we're living through and the pandemic and all that would wipe away some of the stupidest stuff we've been talking about, and it may have. Yeah, and well said. Well said. The problem with something like that. Is it's partly that those girls are being denied their medals and and their dreams and maybe scholarships or whatever and state records. That is part of the problem, but that's not the real problem. I mean, if if your wife declares to you that she thinks she's a dog, the problem is not that you're going to have to buy more dog food. <laughs> the problem is the problem is there's insanity. That you think, oh my God, she's become unmoored. This, uh, w- what else can happen now? now I've got to buy dog food, a collar. I got to walk her every evening. Oh my God, I got to get her licensed. What is that like? You need to be more like a dog. Uh, is that a hundred bucks in this county? I got to put some of that flea stuff on her hair. Exactly. No, that's not the issue. <laughs> the issue is the insanity. And at the point that you have strapping young men wearing lipstick. Running past girls in girls' sports, and people say, well, you know, she identifies as a girl, so uh, we can't deny her her true being. The problem is not the race. The problem is the insanity. That is really funny. So we'll uh, get to that in a little bit. We were talking a little while earlier, just a few minutes ago, about uh, sheriffs from Washington State to Florida. From Maine, I don't know if any sheriffs in Maine have said that, but I'm just trying to get it geographically, right? From Maine to Southern California, saying, we're not enforcing the COVID stuff anymore. Counties saying to their governors, hey, this doesn't make any sense. Why are you commanding us to do these things? Number one, there isn't any need for it. Not that there's no COVID and it's not a terrible disease, but... We're not having a problem in this county. We haven't had deaths. We we, we don't have cases and, and, and I know I don't even have to tell you this because you already know it. And the point was flattening the curve, right? So the hospitals weren't overwhelmed. Uh, I'm, I'm tempted to characterize this person as Thomas the Researcher. I don't know much about Thomas except that he ma- re- emails us fairly uh, regularly. His emails frequently include multiple links to substantiate every single one of his hmm. points. And each one looks like it took an hour or two to compose. And and I'm grateful for them because I've fact-checked Thomas's emails, and they are uniformly accurate and outstanding. Uh, I have friends who do that, and I'm like, how do you how do you respond to my text with, like, a college-level prepared paper? Well, that's like uh, Gottwalls, Craig, the uh, healthcare guru. He's that guy. He's amazing. Um, but Thomas is... You text a... me, I text back, Kay. <laughs> Thumbs up emoji. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> LOL. Uh, and, and he mentions that Barack Obama was among many who tweeted about flattening the curve back in March. Our goal was clear, prevent overwhelmed hospitals, but nobody's discussing hospitalizations. 
Um, yet once we realize the hospitals are empty, not only not overwhelmed, they're going broke. We've abandoned the goal of flattening the curve for vague slogans such as follow the science and hashtag stay home, save lives. And, and Thomas throws in, I appreciate this line, the only science our politicians follow is political science. To a large extent, true. Although, you know, Thomas, my only quibble with you would be, I think a lot of the hyper-cautious to the point of being obsessive policies and actions by a lot of the governors right now is political suicide. I think they're, although I'm always shocked at the number of people who are willingly sheep in America. I like to think of us as a as a nation of bold, uh, you know, initiative-taking individuals, but, you know, a lot of people are not. Um, anyway, um, most headlines are about cases and deaths. The predictions were off by factors of two, three, five, ten, a hundred, and sometimes up to a factor of three hundred times, like pretty, pretty Gavin Newsom of Cal Unicornia saying we'd have twenty-five and a half million cases in eight weeks. At one point, I remember uh, that a couple of months ago. In fact, we had point zero eight million cases in eight weeks. He was off by three hundred fold. When you find articles about hospitalizations, they're either misleading or they ignore other possible factors that led to the overwhelmed hospitals. Then he points that hospitals have been overwhelmed in the past, and even if they are a little overwhelmed today, that does not cause a uh, that's not does not say the cause was a lack of stay at home or not a tough enough lockdown. It just happens sometimes. Um, North Carolina hits, here's a headline, he points out. North Carolina hits new high of coronavirus hospitalizations since the pandemic began. When you read the article, you'll notice, despite the increase, uh, the authorities there reported 29% of the state's inpatient hospital beds and 22% of ICU beds are still available. Damn it. Unfortunately, because it became a Trump thing, because because it you know wound its way through the filter of Trump mm. to where if you uh, report on this hospital doesn't have many cases hardly at all right it ends you, you feel like you're backing Trump they stay away from those stories yeah, it's going to take a long time for the history to be written properly if it gets written properly at all because mm-hmm. the, the the media doesn't have much enthusiasm for that unfortunately the uh, total hospital bed stuff is interesting i'm going to skip to the icu bed data though that they're they're about 3240 uh, icu beds in north carolina uh, where we once lived i love north carolina right now it's the highest they've been at 702 they are literally using 3.27% of their total beds for covid patients why would you lead with the headline North Carolina hits new high of coronavirus hospitalizations. I mean, it is true, but it's the truth that lies. Sure, sure. You're misleading people with that headline. Right, exactly. 3% of the beds are corona patients. That's incredible. Yeah, and then hospitalization in general, Thomas the Researcher points out. And this is uh, government statistics and, and, and you know very reliable sources. Um, you generally have, I'm just, I'm going to hit the, the average here just to simplify it. About 37 million hospitalizations per year in the U.S. 37 million. Per the CDC, a couple of years ago, flu season, there were like 960,000. Okay. The high estimate for COVID hospitalizations is 192,000 so far. Um, and so it's just, and listen. Uh, and I, you know what? I probably don't even have to throw in the the uh, disclaimer for you folks. You know this. 
You know, every every death, every premature death from this stupid Chinese bat fever is is just terrible. And and your grieving is real, and a lot of people are struggling to put on funerals where they can only have 10 people there. A good friend of mine is dealing with this right now. It's all tragic, and it's terrible. But it the, the closures, the arbitrary and idiotic crushing of business is is utterly indefensible given the actual status of the disease. The uh, the wineries, for instance, in California are suing the governor because restaurants are now open, but wineries aren't. If you don't serve meals, you can't be open. And the wineries are saying, look, we'll, we'll keep people safe. We've given you our plans. See, that's why that, the food. Yes. And wineries. No, that's so freaking stupid. Right. I mean, with, with the most apocalyptic projections, it made sense that. People have to eat, so we're going to have to allow food to continue. But, I mean, we're going to be down to bare-bones survival. But we're so far past that now. If a business can be open safely, let it be open, whether they sell freaking toy trains or food. Right. And during the actual emergency portion of this emergency, the constitutional arguments were really interesting to me and fluid and, and a little tough in some cases. Because there are laws that said during a health pandemic, a governor can take control and assume emergency powers, blah, blah, blah. It's like martial law. But at this point, to argue that there is an emergency, and keep in mind, my friends, the word emergency isn't in the law. It's not like you and I use it. It's not just, yeah, it's something bad happening, you have to react quickly. No, there are actual definitions in the law. What constitutes an emergency? And generally speaking, it is that, a town has an emergency if it is overwhelmed and can't handle it and they have to call in the county. Or if the county is overwhelmed and they can't possibly deal with it, they have to call in the state. That's an emergency. There's not a town or county in that situation. I don't think there's a single one in America. There may be one dis- district in the Bronx at this point, but I don't think so because their hospitalizations have plunged in recent days. There is not a single town, hamlet, or backwater in America that has a legitimate emergency right now. Not one. And yet, people are being imprisoned in their homes or prevented from doing their business. And and property rights and the right to do business are absolutely, indisputably sacred rights in the Bill of Rights, in the Constitution as a whole, and in the Declaration of Independence. At this point, I think it's an open and shut, you're violating the Constitution case. I hope I live long enough to see how this is written into history years from now, how people look back on it. I think it's going to be a we really overreacted. It'll it'll probably be uh, poorly portrayed as if the, the shutting down at all was a bad idea. I, I Where think it could be more of shutting down in the beginning was okay, but quickly realize that we're not going to be overwhelmed and should open back up. Right. It could easily be called the panic of 2020. It could be compared. Um, obviously, there are differences, but it be, could be compared to, to the internment of Japanese Americans. During World War II, which was a panic response because we thought we were going to be invaded by Japan. Um, I, I, yeah, well, we'll have to see. And I, and I hope all the historians don't look at it purely through the lens of the tangerine tornado. Because, you know, frankly, his controversial, uh, well, his, his nature is, has turned normally normal people against their own common sense. Because, well, if Trump's in favor of opening the economy, obviously I must be against it. The uh, importance of dancing away racism is on the way. I'm a poor dancer. I'm afraid I might dance more racism into uh, into the country. 
Take one, just accidental. Take a wrong step, and you've caused more problems. Right. Uh, the reasons Amy Klobuchar probably isn't going to be the vice president. Don't. Uh, boy, that changed quickly. Stay tuned for all this on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. You know, Zippy the Plughead is lost a gear here. He's that rare breed. He's a placeholder that has absolutely no idea where he's at. He can't be president. His eyes are banned roll-on applicators. I don't want him walking Mike Pompeo's dog, for God's sakes. You know, he'd come back with an empty leash and say, Pompeo would say, where's Binky's? Or Binky went night-night. Come on. He's not presidential. (laughs) That's Dennis Miller's take. Oh, D. Miller, bring it in. On whether or not Joe Biden should be president. (laughs) Uh, More on uh, Joe Biden and his situation in just a second. Uh, But um, Sean did alert us to this yesterday. Madonna sent out another tweet. Oh, good, because so far her tweets have been really helpful, really uplifting. And it's uh, her son dancing in the kitchen. It's the great equalizer. And so instead of her being in the bathtub, it's her son dancing in the kitchen. And the tweet, the the tweet says, "Brutal Myrtle." Why does it say that? <laughs> Who's this Brutal Myrtle? And how do you even spell? When it? will she be apprehended? Brutal murder travels. Get your word straight, Jack. I mean, it's obviously it's a serious topic. It I'm is not, not I, making you know light what? of the I'll... murder of someone in the street. Certainly not. Should they be showing that over and over on TV? I realize no. the video is important to the story, but showing a murder endlessly on a loop is a weird thing for a society to do. Yeah, it's funny. Normally, and it's it's tough for me because I'm prejudiced against the news stations because they traffic in horror porn constantly. They try to shock and scare you into tuning in. Um, and I think it's disgusting. On the other hand... Uh, it, it, you can't quite call what happened to lynching, but it's awfully close. And the history of that in this country is awful, and I think more people ought to be aware of it. Does so, seeing it 8,000 times a day make you mm, more sensitive to that or mm, less sensitive to that? No. I think I, that's pretty I think clear. maybe everybody ought to see it. Everybody once. should see it. Yeah. I don't want to see it again. It's freaking rough. Yeah, I'm torn. Uh, anyway, Madonna tweeted out, Brutal murder travels around the world. My son David dances to honor and pay tribute to George and his family and all acts of racism and discrimination that happen on a daily basis in America. So he's dancing to pay tribute to racism. Whatever that means. I'm not an artist, and I realize art's, uh, you know... Uh, it's very artsy, for one. Yeah. Art representing racism, I don't, you know, I don't get. I don't get what what I don't get anything dancing about, about racism. Yeah, I'm dancing about racism. But anyway, and then hashtag David Banda. I don't know who that is. Is I believe that's your kid's name. I don't yeah, know. Okay, he's so that's her adopted. Son. Okay, uh, lad. Yeah. Hashtag justice for George Floyd. I get that one. And then hashtag Michael Jackson. He was dancing Michael Jackson esque. <sighs> An odd choice. <laughs> Very. Man, you're growing up in a super artistic household when you think, you know what I'm going to do to express my feelings about this horrifying situation. I'm going to dance and send it around. Even if that was an effective coping mechanism for the individual to then put that out on your 
globally famous mother's Twitter, Instagram account, or whatever it was, and to think it would somehow because help it would help others? us, it would soothe us somehow that her son is dancing. Get yeah, back in your bathtub, old lady. <laughs> It's the great equalizer. Get back in your bathtub, old lady. Uh, Frank Zappa, who famously hated music critics, once said, writing about music is like dancing about architecture. I love that quote. (laughs) Which I thought was a pretty good quote. Anyway. Um, So it looks like Amy Klobuchar probably isn't going to be chosen to be uh, the running mate of Joe Biden. We'll talk about that in just a little bit, but it's it's pretty clear. And it is related to the story of the day, no doubt. Perhaps you've heard the president is at war with Twitter, and they uh, branded one of his tweets unacceptable this morning in that it promoted violence. So that's on. Although the executive order uh, from yesterday, was it? It's, It's symbolic. It's nothing. Honestly, it's trolling. It's him trolling us, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So that that will not change anything. Um, Just so you know. And at some point, the president today, not to make this all about the president, but I'm really interested in this. He's got something to say about China that they teased and it could be strong. And and well, he should have something to say as China is is completely out of control. Any restraint they've been showing in recent years is is either gone or they're threatening that it's gone. Uh, Big doings, man, and and not good. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Some women have been openly campaigning for the job, like Stacey Abrams. I'm now getting the question a lot from folks, and the answer is, of course, I would be honored to run for vice president with the nominee. But she's not the contender best suited to help Biden beat Trump, according to data presented to the Biden campaign by prominent pollster Stan Greenberg, who concludes, according to Politico, the biggest threat to Democrats in 2020 is the lack of support and disengagement of millennials and the fragmentation of non-Biden primary voters. He thinks the person who solves that problem is Elizabeth Warren. If he asked you to be his running mate, would you say yes? Yes. That's such a dumb question. They do it every four years with everybody. Who, whoever says no, absolutely not. That is one thing I would not do. No way. Is be vice president of the United States. When discussing Biden there, they were rolling some B-roll footage. In the Were they using the goose clip? I thought I heard a goose honk <laughs> when been. they were discussing Biden. Geese go everywhere he goes. <laughs> Nobody knows why. Anyway, the, the, the good money was on Amy Klobuchar at least last week, and I personally thought if I were running the Democratic Party and wanted to beat Trump, I would run Amy Klobuchar because uh, she doesn't frighten off people who might lean right but uh, don't like Trump. Anyway, I don't think she's going to be it anymore after what has been going on up in Minnesota, her home state. Amy Klobuchar was a prosecutor in Minneapolis for eight years, 122 police min- misconduct incidents, 29 killings by police, $4.8 million paid out in settlements, zero prosecutions. Whether any of that's right or wrong doesn't make any difference. I don't know. You'd have to look into the individual cases. But with that out there and, and, and Biden already having that gaffe about the black vote, just no way he takes on that kind of baggage. Well, for the, the black community and the black vote out there. Right, right. Uh, it would discourage the black vote, and uh, the Trump campaign would be crazy if they didn't say that the Trump administration is going after bad cops. Look what we did here and here. 
Amy Klobuchar never did anything about bad cops, and she's the Democrat. And she would push back against that and might have some good explanations. Wouldn't yeah. make any difference, though. She'd, really. be, she'd be talking about it and losing that argument. I, I read, and, and this will end any of my analysis of the whole Veep stakes, a, a word that makes me want to vomit. Um, <laughs> Veep stakes. And that's, Can I have a hamburger instead? The Democratic Party has gone so far left that the thinking among the uh, the heavyweights of the Dems is that, no, we got to have the youngsters and the radicals come out. Amy Klobuchar, no, forget it. We don't need the moderates out. We need the the radicals. Yeah, the we what, need the Liz Warren people. The the blank spot I have in my analysis always is the turnout game because I've never sat down with all the paperwork and the models and figured all that out. You know, I don't know what drives turnout and what doesn't. I just think from a appealing to enough people, it made sense. But yeah, yeah. Because like like I said the other day, all he's got to do is get all of Hillary's votes, which he almost certainly will. And a few more. Well, for various reasons that are a little complicated these days, um, owing to the weird nature of 21st century politics, because it's changed a lot since the 20th century, just the, the, the PACs and super PACs and where the money goes and the rest of it, it's very, very different. But anyway, um, the, uh, the political parties have uh, made terrible decision after terrible decision. Hmm. So it would not surprise me a bit if they made another one. I mean, that is probably is enough analysis about veep stakes. Now that Absolute, you it. Oh God! Blah, there it goes. I held it in the first time, but Sean just gave this uh, to me from BuzzFeed News, a cat blog, according to Tucker Carlson. That's a pretty good description. Um, <laughs> these surreal pictures show how restaurants are adapting to the pandemic, and it's all the different BuzzFeed, ways. BuzzFeed sometimes accurate. Away, well, this is accurate. Uh, for around the country, where restaurants are trying to, you know, do their thing. I have people come and eat, and so this there's a picture. It looks it's kind of like a cone of silence. You have this big plastic cone that comes down over your head and whoever you're eating with head. So you're both surrounded by a cone of plastic. Seriously, but it's transparent, yeah. so you can see each other. So look at that. Oh, you each get your own cone. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's idiotic. <laughs> I <laughs> wouldn't then, do that. And then you got this other one where it they looks, if folks, it's a radio show. It looks like a gigantic plastic bucket. Is over their, their upper body. Suspended from the ceiling right. over your head. Yeah. Right. What? Dinner table events. I'm not going. That's in a fancy Paris restaurant. Uh, here in Amsterdam, you've got these restaurants where they put out these greenhouses. Basically, they're, they're little greenhouses like, you know, you might have in your backyard uh-huh. in an urban area and um, or a suburban area. And uh, so people sit and eat there and they're distanced from our, their yeah, little mates. Is it like for one two. per couple? But then the server has to go inside the greenhouse. That's no good for them. Here they are. You're in, way better off outdoors, everybody. Here's here's a restaurant in Poland. Everybody masked and they've got tape measures out measuring to make sure that all the tables are at least six feet apart. Here's somebody walking through a sanis- sanitation station at a Japanese bar and restaurant in Tokyo. You walk through there and it somehow sanitizes you. I don't know what it does. Sprays you down with stuff. Ew. What are you spraying Ugh. on me and how good is it for me? Ugh. Uh, we've all seen bad those. Bad for the COVID. That's all you need to know. <laughs> we've all seen those stickers on the floor wherever you go that tell you where you to stand so mm. that we're all standing far enough apart. A lot of restaurants are doing this. This will probably, probably be become something you see a lot of different places. It's just the plastic partition between you and the other person on the table. But you, you're you going... Wait, you've chosen to eat together. Yeah, see, that's the problem. You're almost certainly... Well, but most of the time, you probably traveled together to yes. the restaurant. You certainly walked down the street together. Oh, this is all so dumb. Me and my wife having a plastic partition between me at a dinner at a restaurant would be silly, obviously. Or me and my, and you know, so there's a partition on the side. So me, my wife, and kids are all going to be separated by plastic at a restaurant when we came together in the same car. We're all on the same couch watching a movie 
everything else. Right. Who was it? Oh, it was the, the central Illinois judge we were quoting yesterday who said, all four of us can drive to the golf cart, uh, the golf course in a car, but then we have to take separate carts. Yeah. What? I kind of like these plastic shields that I've seen people wear. I think I saw Trump wearing one of these. Instead of the mask, it's like a clear shield that goes around your face. Yeah, I think it's a better look. It's not as uh, constraining, I don't think. I kind of like that. Here's more plastic sheeting over people at a bar. Look at these people at the bar. The plastic sheeting around a bar. Oh, sure. That's a good idea. That'll work. <laughs> what, have we all lost our minds? Uh, where's the one that you wanted to show me? I'm going to call my one. close friend Elon Musk oh. and get one of those new space suits. I'll just wear that around. And then this one. And this is at a fancy restaurant. They've got mannequins at the tables that don't have people so that you feel like more at home, like you're in a restaurant full of people. You impressed I could get us a table? Look how packed this place is. <laughs> look, at these, look at these mannequins. Why? Those aren't creepy at all. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like I'm at a... So what did you say? Uh, so a crowded, busy, more... happening the restaurant. I care? I'm not in an empty, weird... Bring me my food. I'll give you some money. Well, part is friends. Uh, I think it makes perfectly good explanation. I want mannequins in the table next to me, so I feel normal. It, it Nothing might, would feel more normal than a bunch of mannequins sitting in seats at a restaurant. Am I, Bingo. The, am I the crazy one? Is this the uh, the Twilight Zone with the gal who looks normal and the pig doctors? or what? <laughs> I feel like the last sane man on earth. What the hell? Uh, oh, the pig doctor. Bad news, Idaho. You should have thrown up the roadblocks. You should have thrown up, thrown up the checkpoints to keep the Californians out, but you waited too long. I will explain in a moment. First, a quick, quick word from our friends at Simply Safe, the best overall home security system of 2020, according to the U.S. News and World Report. How about this now? You got your doorbell sensors, you got your cameras, you got your motion sensor, everything you want in a security system without any of the expensive downside of the traditional way. Yeah, the traditional way is you're locked into a contract, whether you like it or not. It's pretty expensive, and if somebody comes out to your home and has to install it, that whole mess. Drills a bunch of holes and charges you a hundred bucks for it. And even with that, it's not as good, because as we've mentioned, Simply Safe is the best overall home security of 2020, according to U.S. News and World Report. You order it online with the click of a button. You open the box. You put the sensors around. It takes you about an hour or so. You do it yourself, and bingo, bango, you're set up for about 50 cents a day with no contract and free Shipping, 60-day money-back guarantee. You cannot go wrong here. But you got to know somebody. Us. Just go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong and get all that stuff we were talking about. Simply is uh, S-I-M-P-L-I. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. So, quite a stir in beautiful Boise. The headline is, Free Abortions, Pre-K Sex Ed. Conservatives blast Boise Mayor's transition report as a socialist wish list. Boise, I love Boise. It's a college town. So like, uh, you know, various, uh, like, uh, I guess Austin, Texas is the perfect example. It's a big government and college town. So it's this blue enclave in a sea of red. Their new mayor is a wackadoo. And it's all because they let too many Californians in. Oh, sure. Absolutely. More on that. Plus, ooh, China is getting ready to jump ugly, friends. Seriously. Oh yeah. The, the signs are are many that they've decided to uh, to quit the, uh, the, the the we're going along to get along act, and and they've gotten belligerent again. We'll tell you about that as well. Coming up.
government has declared them essential. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Why I was wearing women's clothing last night after Joe explains. You don't have to explain that to us. It's okay. Well, my kids sure thought it was funny. Anyway. It's a classic. More on that in a second. Oh, speaking of which. Milton Burl. I mean, it's been funny forever. We've mentioned, Monty Python, please. We've uh, mentioned several times, haven't really gotten into it in depth, that um, uh, the Education Department, Federal Office for Civil Rights, decided in a complaint involving Connecticut High School sports, um, ruling that transgender athletes in sports violate girls' civil rights. Which, uh, of course, they do. They also violate the laws of logic and reasonableness and the rest of it. Um, but we can, I'll give you the details of that. At some point, we need to get into the fact that China is, is, is walking around a bar, jabbing people in the te- chest, and squeezing people's girlfriends' butts. Okay? China is looking for a fight. China is asshole! That is what China is. That's, that's a good summary there, sir, and we thank you. Uh, we need to get to that. Also, and this may uh, be a related story, the U.S. just tested a really cool new weapon. Hey, now. Here's a hint. Laser beam. <laughs> mm. I'm listening. <laughs> so Idaho, and there are many fags in Idaho, many friends of Armstrong and Getty. Uh, and, and shout out to y'all. I'll be back amongst you sipping beers in downtown Boise or... Uh, Eagle or any of the fine cities in, in Idaho, my earliest convenience. But anyway, um, uh, they made the mistake in Idaho of not putting up roadblocks to keep Californians out. It's been discussed, uh, but they waited too long, and somehow a far-left Democrat got elected mayor of Boise. And this this gal, Lauren McLean, told reporters she selected 18 committee members to come up with a report for recommendations for her first term. And the Boise Guardian shared the list, which is entitled, A More Equitable City for Everyone. All right. Yeah, I know. I know it's coming when I hear that. I know. Yeah, it's being called a socialist wish list by conservatives, which is the vast majority of the people in the state. Um, And it's being pushed even as as she tries to exercise good, strong, stay-at-home orders, of course, as the left is super fond of doing. But the report covers a wide range of issues, including free contraception, as defined by the CDC, uh, free abortion, reproductive health care, providing sex education at pre-K through 12th grade in the Boise School District, which you know will also include gender education, to let those kindergartners know that you think you're a boy, but you're probably a girl. And your parents might not be teaching you at home, and that is a horror. Right, and your, your, your teacher is the person you should listen to and not your silly, silly parents. Like that Harvard professor said, we can't have kids only learning from their parents. That would be awful. Right. The report also promotes policies that would effectively make Boise a sanctuary city, including ending cooperation with U.S. Immigrations and Customs Enforcement, according to the Idaho Statesman. Uh, Dustin Hurst of the Idaho Freedom Foundation said the report would fundamentally transform Boise into a socialist enclave by making the city look like something like Portland, Seattle, or San Francisco. It's a very Berkeley-sounding sort of uh, way to go. Let me hit you with a couple more. The recommendations also include interrupting, quote, white supremacist culture, closing juvenile detention centers, providing citywide free Internet, you know, I'm not, I don't hate that one because the internet's practically a utility these days and there might be public private uh, partnerships we could discuss. 
but increased by 30% the number of city government leadership positions held by women and people from communities affected by marginalization. So I'm telling you, Boise, you should have put up walls, put up walls and make San Francisco pay for them to keep out the Cal Unicorns. Should have had signs that said no dogs or Californians. Right, exactly. Yep, but you waited too long and now you're infected. So the reason I was wearing women's clothes last night. Again, you don't have to explain. I don't know. Please you, do not use gendered language to to address everyone. I don't know Sorry. If you, uh, I don't know if you noticed, but yesterday I wore to work uh, a hooded sweatshirt to work yesterday, and it was a hundred and where we live, it was a hundred and five degrees outside. Oh boy! So I was wearing a hooded sweatshirt. It just seems like an odd choice. And I got home, my my wife said, "Why are you wearing a hooded sweatshirt? It's a hundred and five outside." I said, "I'm out of laundry." Um, I had gotten down to the, we've discussed this, Sean, the, uh, when, oh, yeah. when you haven't done laundry in so a while. So were you wearing hoodie over skin? Yes. Very controversial. She said, are you wearing anything underneath that? I said, no, I'm not. <laughs> if I had a t-shirt, <laughs> I'd just be wearing a t-shirt. Right. I was completely out of laundry. Yeah. Uh-huh. Part of which is be- between having dogs that keep urinating on blankets and kids that keep either throwing up from being sick or spilling things in blankets. Oh, boy. The, the washing machine has been constantly used for several days. Oh, I see. Washing and drying, and I hadn't been able to do any laundry, and I was just out. Out of shirt. Completely out. Everything was dirty. And so I grabbed one of her sweatshirts. Oh, boy. Um, uh, and a hooded sweatshirt. I didn't want to wear a T-shirt. Uh, one of her T-shirts. So I was at the grocery store yesterday, and I said, I oh, bet you're wondering why I'm wearing a hooded sweatshirt. And she looked at me, why, why is this old man talking to me? And I said, <laughs> um, please don't talk to me. <laughs> I said, it's because I'm completely out of laundry. She said, I've done that, too. I said, I've, she said, the other day I was down to my backup, backup laundry that I was wearing. Like the stuff you really don't want to have to wear oh, in public. Boy. Socks with holes in them or so out of style or way too small or whatever. Uh. But I'm wearing a hooded sweatshirt is Honest to God, 105 degrees outside. But anyway, my wife said, this is ridiculous. We're out by the uh, the kids. We're swimming in this pool thing we got and everything. And she said, you're going to die. So she got me one of her T-shirts. And I, so then I was wearing one of her. And I didn't realize how different a woman's T-shirt fits than a oh, man's yeah. T-shirt. Oh, yeah. It's completely different. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Jack, when a girl reaches a certain <laughs> age, her body changes. Teat. Maybe Boise does need <laughs> I did not realize they were they they were they fit that differently. Anyway, yeah. I looked ridiculous. The kids thought it was funnier than heck. So, I, <laughs> yeah. Oh, but then she she wanted me to wear it to work because she wanted to see if you guys would say anything. And um, I said, "Don't say something." The minute, minute I walked through the door, one hundred percent. What did it look? What did it look like? I mean, ridiculous. the cut obviously would would be ridiculous. But was it? I mean, like it had a flower and a butterfly on it, or could we see your belly button? No, it was one of her. Oh boy! Uh, oh lord! <laughs> my wife doesn't really wear a very girly thing. There's a T-shirt that said "Farm Hair Don't Care," but oh, um, uh, but that's it, a great it, did, T-shirt. it did have a bit of a plunging neckline, which would show more of my cleavage than I oh, would like boy. to show. Oh boy! Yes, we would have noticed that indeed. Yeah, I bet you the, looked beautiful. And the arms were like way up to here, <laughs> exactly, the way girls' the T-shirts really are. Petite ar- <laughs> sleeves there that <laughs> yeah. kind of show off your guns. That's why I like. Them. <laughs> Almost look like uh, like military flaps on those jackets, like kind of a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. God, you get down to that very bottom of your your drawers. You're the last the last pair of underwear, the last pair of socks. Those those you keep around, break glass in case of emergency. I have more T-shirts than your local Target. So do I, and I went through all of them oh, since the last boy. time I did London. And I don't I don't mean your looted Target. Minneapolis. I'm talking your regular Target. So it would take an extraordinary mm. run of bad luck. I mean, to the point that my wife mocks me and and thinks I have a problem. I have T-shirts, but so I would I would have to get down to just they're they're just gray and like 
the necks are kind of stained workout <laughs> oh, t-shirts. Yeah, I'm not wearing that. They're clean. I'd rather They're wear just stained. Yeah, I'd wear whether wear, wear ill-fitting than 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 that look. And then t-shirts I just never wear, whether they be political t-shirts, which I never wear in public because a I talk about politics for a living. I don't want to talk about it in my real life mostly. Um and and I don't want strangers accosting me or like you remember when the uh, the butter queen was in here from yeah. the butter festival? <laughs> I do. And, and she gave us butter t-shirts. Yeah. As a guy who's a little overweight, I don't wear my butter t-shirt a lot. All right? I don't want the looks. I'm wearing an Armstrong and Getty t-shirt today, and you can get them. You go to armstrongandgetty.com, there's a way to buy those things. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've I've contemplated explaining one of the reasons we sell that stuff. Because you and I get no money from it. We don't? Not really. No. No. But it, it, it helps keep everybody employed during these very troubled times. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyway. what do you think a guy who wears a T-shirt from his own radio show? I don't do it myself. Does Eddie Van Halen wear a Van Halen T-shirt? I don't think he does. <laughs> I don't think, but it's okay. <laughs> Nobody's judging you. Wear your frilly dresses. Wear your A and G swag. Yeah, the ugliness with China coming up uh, next hour. If you get it, Armstrong and Getty.